an expression that I always hear is like, oh, the grass is greener on the other side. But what I learned through this process in college was like, the grass is greener where you grow it. It's not, mm. it's not, it's not necessarily greener on the other side because I was always looking for the next best thing. people welcome back to the wake up with welbrook podcast as always behind the mic i'm chris welbrook so good to be back one of my favorite parts about doing this podcast is meeting new people and expanding my network and honestly learning from so many people who are already doing the thing that i want to do you can apply that to anything you want in your life whether that's career your personal life your hobbies it doesn't really matter find someone who's doing what you want or doing something that you admire and figure out how they do it and then do it yourself. Um, so I'm excited to have been reaching out to tons of people who are already in the podcast world and fingers crossed, I'm hoping to be getting my own feature soon. So um, look ahead in the upcoming weeks for me to be a guest feature on another podcast. So I'll keep you all updated on that. I'm so many blessings um, and I just can't wait to see where this thing goes. But today um, I'm really excited to introduce our next guest feature. Eric Fergon, he's been, he's a really good friend of mine. And honestly, one of those people where, you know, you, <laughs> you, you meet him for two to three minutes and he, you already feel like he's your best friend. You know, it's just this warm, bubbly, um, really down to earth person, wears his heart on his sleeve. Um, and that's something that I can really identify with, but also that I just admire in so many different ways. So, I, uh, right when I was getting this podcast, I reached out to him. Actually, I think it was vice for, like both of us. He's like, dude, I got to get on this. But um, reached out to him and was like, I need you to share your story. Because even though, you know, he's only been out of college for a few years, he's got this transformational story and I cannot wait for us to learn from it. So, um, so excited to have him on here. But before we get started, please, 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 I'd really enjoy or appreciate you supporting the show. So first go on Instagram, follow us at Chris Welbrook for financial support. Go ahead over to patreon.com backslash wake up with Welbrook. And for more info about the show upon which I update weekly, check out our website at wakeupwithwellbrook.com. All right, people, this is a great one. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, what's up, people? Um, joined here by my good friend, Eric Vergon. Um, I've known him for what was that been now? What one to two years now since yeah, we started serving yeah. together at Traders Point. So yeah. that was awesome. Um, super excited to to bring him on here to you know hear about your journey. Um, so yeah, like Eric, just talk about yourself. Um, you know, I'd really love to hear your involvement. I think we talked about like college or anywhere you want to start your journey. Let's let's just have at it. Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride. Um, I feel like I've gone through a lot for a a 24 year old, you know, kind of fresh out of college and had a lot of change in my life. But it, it kind of all began in college where I was very involved. Uh, I was a little over my head mm -hmm. uh, in four organizations and, um, you know, two ministries and two other organizations, a fraternity and whatnot. And um, I was just you know, starting freshman year of college, I 
just got into the party scene and mm-hmm. started uh, kind of going off the rails. I took that took that freedom of of no parents, you know, in college and um, ran with it. And then I joined a fraternity, which only made matters worse. And so, um, yeah. And then I I actually um, found faith in college, though, which is the last place where I would have imagined I would have found found uh, faith. So um, found faith and, and, you know, things, things took a turn for the better and, um, graduated in 2020 during COVID. And I say graduated lightly because I never got a walk or, or a cap and gown. They were one, one to four Lauderdale's and fraternity brothers, and then got an email saying we're done for the year. So, Oh man, did you, did you do like the, um, I've seen people like with it's on their TV or whatever, and they like flat, like a PowerPoint slide. And then they just like went through the PowerPoint slide and they're like, this is the full commencement. And you just wait till your name's called and then everyone cheers. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to do that with family. And then it was like, that seems kind of lame, honestly. And <laughs> I uh, decided not to do that, but they, they actually had another commencement for us like a year later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't go to that either. I was like, at this point, I no, have a I'm done. I'm out. College. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. College was, was interesting for sure. Um, in that time and just it was just we're just done i didn't get to say goodbye to anybody i was literally spring break and that's it you're done for the year because you graduated 2020 like the pandemic just hit basically right and like like, a couple months yeah i was so close to making it through all my years of elementary high school three years, four years of college. And then yeah. boom, three months that's before graduating. So close, but that's crazy. Okay. So tell me, I know you feel free to go into as much depth or as little as you want on this, but you talked about, you know, college being like featuring some lows and then obviously finding faith would be a high, right? So like walk mm-hmm. me through that journey that you had to, that, that took you there, you know, and, and as much in the little detail as you want to, but you know, yeah. what was yeah, that absolutely. like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, honestly, kind of started in high school. I just started running with, you know, the wrong crowd. I was looking back at it. I, I was a chameleon. I that's why I always tell people I did mm. I did everything to fit in. So <laughs> I I was one of those kids. I just wanted to be wanted to be cool. And so I started partying at a decently young age, uh, and then got to to college. And the freedom just what I just kind of went off the rails. Parties every weekend. Um, <laughs> just a lot of, a lot of drinking, a lot of, you know, some X-rated stuff. I'm, I don't know if I should share on here, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I uh, um, joined a ministry um, freshman year, just, just cause, you know, why not feel good about myself, you know, once mm-hmm. a week on Wednesday nights. Yeah. And then uh, I actually met a guy in there named Colin, who's my mentor to this day. Um, we would meet once a week and he always just seemed so happy and, and he was just such a go-getter. And I, I was like, why is he like so much different than me? Like he just has this presence about him that stands out. And so, and I grew up in a Christian household. And um, so I like already knew of like the faith, um, but I just never had a personal relationship. And so after meeting with Colton, long story short, the most random thing ever, I was letting my puppy brand new golden doodle outside to, to potty. And I just like fell to my knees. It's summer going into my sophomore year of uh, college. And 
I just like started bawling my eyes out, to be honest. And I was like, I'm going down a path I don't want to go down and I'm ready for some change. And um, me and Colton had a really long talk that night on the phone. And um, yeah, things just, you know, got so much better uh, after that. And it was hard. I lost a lot of friends. I got made fun of all the time in my fraternity. You know, I'd still go to parties, but <laughs> I wouldn't go like go drink or, or anything. And, you know, it's the typical, oh, you're so lame. I missed the old Eric, you know, you're, you suck now kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that, that was fun. But um, yeah. And then I lived with like a bunch of Christian guys. My junior year is amazing. Um, got really involved and took my faith really serious. Senior year was a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, I had my ups and downs for sure. Um, kind of lost my faith a little. Um, COVID hit and I just just like about everybody else I've ever talked to a depression kind of hit just being alone and um, graduating and not having a job lined up because of COVID and um, not having friends to hang out with my senior year really everybody went home and um, that was really tough so graduating I actually got a job at a junk removal company and mind you I'm a advertising major with a minor in sports management you know and here I am working a junk removal um, working 10 hour days, taking up people's crap, sometimes literal crap. So it, it taught me, you know, how to work hard and persevere and push through. Um, it was actually a great job. Um, and it it really did teach me a lot and humbled me, you know, at at first I started working there. I was like, I'm so much better than this. Mm -hmm. Uh, been like a few months in, I'm like, this is like good money. This is hard work. It's good work. It's, building character um so i tried to look at it at a positive attitude but um i then after that got a kind of pretty lucky break and got to work for the indianapolis colts head coach frank reich um he has a nonprofit called not today that helps kids who have been through sexual abuse exploitation and trafficking so i uh got to work directly with coach and his wife linda and they are just amazing individuals and it was really cool to see um that nonprofit play out because it was a startup when I started working there and uh, it just grew like crazy in my time being there. Um, so that was really neat. And, you know, wanting to work in sports too, that was, uh, that was a cool because I still got the, that aspect of it because I got to work with Carson Wentz, our quarterback, and I got to work with some of the big Colts players names. And I know it's not about that. It's about the kids and this job, but that was, uh, just a unique a unique twist for sure yeah that's awesome what i what i heard through that um and i want to touch a little bit more on not today like a little bit more about you know what you're able to do and because i think that's such an amazing cause um but one of the things that immediately stuck out to me was like that what you said about being a chameleon because that is 100 like me in a nutshell growing up right and yeah. i for, yeah. for me personally it was i was so insecure with myself And I had like so little confidence in myself that like I knew that I could mold myself into what other people wanted. And I would do that so many times for so many people that I would lose sight of who I was or like what I wanted to stand for. So it's It's exhausting. It's the exactly. And it's like the phrase like, you you know, what is it? You stand for nothing. You fall for anything or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, talk to me a little bit more about, you know, 
do you feel like that has improved since you know freshman year and all that stuff in, in college like through that journey or is that something that you're still you know having to struggle with or like yeah what? no I definitely think it improved especially like with my faith because I knew I was rooted in in Christ and mm. that's what matters like that my identity is is in him and so I didn't have to worry about anything else um I will say that being a people pleaser is yeah. one of my biggest down like weaknesses like I I just hate disappointing people I'm so terrible at saying no and if you're familiar with the Enneagram I'm like a seven you know extroverted mm-hmm. people people person and um I just it's, I just flat out suck at telling people no and it always gets me in trouble um and the expression that I always hear is like oh the grass is greener on the other side but what I learned through this process in college was like the grass is greener where you grow it. It's not, mm. it's not, it's not necessarily greener on the other side. Cause I was always looking for the next best thing. And one of my strengths is, is people like I, I love communicating. I, my mom always told me if I, I've never met a stranger in my life. That's what she always says about me. Like I, I've never met a stranger. I'm always as personal as I can be sometimes too personal. <laughs> and Um, but that, that sometimes can hurt me where I'm hopping to the next best thing, to the next best thing in relationships and jobs and, um, friendships and, and whatnot. So, um, that, you know, that's a whole nother story we can talk about is, is jobs. Cause I've worked about five jobs as a 24 year old this far. So, um, but yeah, I think it's definitely gotten better with, with time and, and just maturity. That's awesome. I just, my, like what really stuck out to me. I mean, obviously that quote was, that was, that was the shit, but that just <laughs> blew me away, but it was the people pleaser. But then you take that with something that you said was your weakness and you turn it and you say, well, no, but my strengths also people, right? Yeah. Like, sometimes like if I hear, you know, people talk about like their weaknesses or something, they're like, well, I just want to avoid my weakness. So I'm just going to have nothing. If my weakness is people pleasing, I just won't do anything with people. But, you know, how you how you really work on that is how can you reframe that in your mind? Um, speaking of grass is greener, though, I am curious about, yes, your jobs. Right. So, yeah, yeah. recently you worked in Colorado and you just up and left and then you up and came back. So I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts on, on, on what drove you, um, because, you know, what I have found in my life, similar to what you're talking about, was working um, in the junkyard. Right or whatever yeah. you were saying. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I learned humility through, I learned it the hard way. Someone can tell me, Hey, it's probably not going to work out very well, but I'm like, yeah, but watch me. It's going to work out for me until I have to learn yeah. the hard way. So I exactly. would love to, to, to hear your experience on what it was like to, to move. And then what drew you back? Yeah. So after not today, working with coach, I just, um, you know, at the time I was, uh, single. Um, I was, kind of just burnt out um I was just ready to get out I was just ready to start something fresh again grass is always green on the other side was my mindset Mm -hmm. I was just tired I was I mean that's the word you know tired and so um I started looking for jobs in Colorado I just always loved Colorado I love out west I love the mountains um 
I applied to a full-time position at Young Life Ministries, and it was it took about an hour to apply. And within three minutes, I get a call from the Colorado Springs area code, and I'm like, "No way! Like, there's no way this can already be someone." And so I answer it, and sure enough, it's the area director out in Colorado Springs, and he said, "Like, he looked at my resume for like two seconds and really liked it." And I was like. <laughs> I was like, what? And uh, he was like, I'd love to fly you out. I'm like, are you being like dead serious right now? He's like, yeah, we'll pay for it. We'll fly you out. Come this weekend. And this was like a Wednesday. So I'm like, like, like in two days. And he's like, yeah, in two days. So I'm like, F it, let's do it. And so I uh, told my parents that I'm going to Colorado this weekend and looking at a job. And they're like, what? Um, and that's just how I've always done life. Like I, I make life decisions and the time it takes to brush my teeth. So mm. I, uh, I, 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 uh, went out there, absolutely fell in love with the people, fell in love with the atmosphere. As you can imagine, Indiana versus Colorado mm. is quite different. Um, yeah. so I went out there, didn't like commit to anybody, um, but told them I was really interested um, they offered me the job while I was out there. So I get wow. back and had a lot to pray about and think about. Um, and it took me about two weeks after getting home and I accepted it. And so by the time I clicked apply to two, basically two weeks later, I had a, I was moving to Colorado. And how um, soon do they want you to move? They wanted me to move in about a month. Wow. A little, a little under. So, um, but that's what this where things get tricky. Um, so I, uh, again, was single, had nothing to lose, you know, I'm pretty close to my family, but I was like, they'll get over it. Um, <laughs> and so I ended up starting to talk to this girl <laughs> in Indiana. I know, I know what you're thinking. And so I, uh, um, just fell for her so hard, uh, more than I've like ever felt with anyone in my life in this like short amount of time. And so the day we started talking, I had like three weeks left here. So I'm like, at first I'm like, this might be kind of pointless. This might be stupid, but I'm going to give it a shot. Cause I really like her. Mm. Uh, and we hit it off. We went to a concert together on my birthday. We hung out just about every day uh, leading up to me leaving for Colorado. And the day before I left, I officially like asked her to be my girlfriend. I know that sounds like kiddish, but, no, um, I can. Yeah. I respect yeah. that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, we were dating officially one day and then I left for Colorado. And so it's pretty bizarre looking back at it, but I get out there. Um, the first night I ball my eyes out and I like, I don't like, I don't cry often. And I just remember sitting in this brand new room, knowing absolutely no one leaving the girl of my, absolute dreams um and just like crying and i'm like what am i doing mm. like my parents my parents just drove me out here 16 hours i just spent thousands of dollars on furniture and u-hauls and gas and um i'm like i'm here i'm stuck like that's what i like my mindset was like i'm stuck mm. like there's no turning back so i'm going through the motions of young life i'm reaching out to kids i'm going through like uh the job roles and i am just miserable like i i just 
at first I thought, you know, of course I'm going to feel like this. This is scary. This is new. Um, I made friends, you know, like I said, I love people. I made friends in a heartbeat out there that are still some, one of my best friends today. Um, and that wasn't the worry. Uh, I had like a group of like literally 20 guys like that I made friends with and we played basketball every Wednesday together. It was great. Um, but it was just the, the feeling of like wanting to be back with Haley and wanting and not really feeling like vocational ministry was my thing. And I think as Christians, we're all called to do ministry, but full-time ministry isn't necessarily for everyone. And so last thing I'll say about that is, is I actually talked to, for the listeners who know anything about Traders Point, that head pastor is Aaron Brockett. It's how me and Chris met was through youth at uh, yeah. leading at uh, Traders Point. But anyways, I actually reached out to Aaron Brockett. He gave me his number. Um, and he called my BS so hard. He said, it sounded like, he said, it sounds like you were running away from something, not to something. So I was like, ouch. And this is about a month and a half in of me being in Colorado. And we talked, um, started calling my other mentors, like the guy who ultimately led me to Christ, Colton. And I talked to him and um, um, how to make a decision if this is something I'm either going to, there's like no middle ground. I'm, I'm either sticking this out two to three years, helping build the ministry, or I'm getting out as soon as I can. And so I prayed, I cried, I talked with just about everybody and ultimately made the decision to get out. So I moved everything back. And in about three months, I was moving back. And so no one understood. My parents were kind of upset. My friends were like, what the heck? I left a house that I still had like seven months on a lease with paying double rent. Um, again, I don't make, I don't really think about my decisions. So yeah. I uh, pissed off a lot of people, but the ones who are true friends understood and uh, moved back for, I mean, ultimately for Haley and um, just not feeling right out there. And so got another job before I even officially moved back in Indiana, praise the Lord. Um, so I wasn't jobless and I absolutely love my job now working in a sports, working in the sports industry, but um, it all just worked out so well. And it was just so evident that this was the right choice. And yeah. fast forward a few months after being home, I'm now engaged. So, hey. so uh, it, was, it seemed like uh, it was the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you have to go through that, right. To realize, you know, cause if we had, if we had told you, you know, back in that weekend that you randomly got flown out to Colorado, that this is all going to transpire and you were going to learn all this stuff. You had to learn it the hard way. You know what I mean? Or like through yeah. going through it all. Um, and I just think that's so amazing. And God works in such incredible ways, way better than I could ever think of it. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's creative for sure. I mean, he grew me out there more than I've yeah. done in my entire life. That's yep. for sure. Yep. Yeah. So, I'm curious, how did she take it? So you asked her to be your girlfriend. I'm still stuck on that. I was going to jump in, but you're in the middle of that story. You know? Sorry, I talk a lot. I, I told you I share sometimes way too much. No, this is good. This is exactly up. what I want. No, I'm just got to, I got to let you roll because sometimes I interject too much. So I'm just letting yeah. you talk. I'll talk um, for like an hour straight. So. That's good. Um, but so day before, right, you ask her, you guys become boyfriend, girlfriend, right? What does yeah, she yeah. say now that you're moving? 
Uh, How does she take it? (laughs) Um, Yeah, she was amazing in the process. I mean, it was really hard. Um, Easily the hardest thing I probably have ever done. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, we were both just so confident in each other that we were like, if we have to, it's better to do long distance than not to be together at all. And so Mm -hmm um we did long distance and the thing is we went out there thinking i would be gone for two years like that was the original game plan was two-year commitment build the ministry long distance either you know if things got serious between Haley and i either i move back she moves she moves to colorado whatever that looked like but the plan was two years so we went into it thinking this is long distance for two years Mm. so um it was pretty intense um really hard again dating one day and moving um but we were just so confident. It was just this feeling I can't even explain. And so long distance was, was, was hard, but it was, it honestly grew us so close. Yeah. And tell me more about that. Cause that's what I'm curious about is, you know, what did you do to not just sustain yourselves, right? Like you weren't just yeah. trying to keep your head above water and your relationship, you were trying to grow. So what did you do, even though you weren't, you know, physically close, like even yeah. in the same state? Or that's a great zone? question yeah <laughs> yeah uh just a couple thousand miles away um yeah. so we yeah that's a great question um like i did like i was saying it just really made us pl- like play our cards like i had to tell her listen i'm out here but i i think i said i love you unashamedly like in three weeks like yeah. i i was like i'm out here and i want you to know i'm very serious about you and like i don't care that I'm this far. Um, I want to be with you. And I just want to make that known. And she was like, I feel the same. And so with that, to answer your question, it was just communication. I'm like, we learned to trust. We learned to just be, um, just to communicate and just have like open dialogue. And we made, we made it a priority to talk every day, no matter what. If I had five minutes in between an event and that was the only time I could talk, I would call her and I'd be like, Hey, minutes." but I, we never skipped a beat. I called her every single day. Um, whether that was a phone call or FaceTime and we had like five hour fa- long FaceTimes though. Like, you know, we, the multiple times. <laughs> and so, um, w- communication and just learning to grow apart honestly grew us so close together if that makes sense like growing apart grew us closer together than than ever and like honestly if i would have been dating her without moving i don't think i i I don't know but i don't think i'd be engaged already like i honestly think being out there really played made me play my cards and i was like if i come back like, I want to marry you. Like, yeah. I hope you know that. Like, I'm not just coming back because I think this might work out between us. Like, no, like, like, I love you. And this is, this is what I'm thinking. So um, luckily she didn't think I was a psychopath after saying that. And so she, <laughs> she was like, I'm all in. So yeah. we, uh, yeah, we definitely moved fast, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I can relate though. That's exactly how my relationship was in, in that regard. I just feel like the, the long distance, it just cuts away all of the BS, right? Like all of the, like, we're just going to 
we're conveniently close in proximity. So we can just do all the stuff that doesn't really matter. And it's just like, no, let's cut down to the chase and like actually talk about the important things. Because if you don't have a healthy way of communicating, you're not going to be able to sustain that. Like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and now that we're, you know, we both live in Carmel. Now, yeah. So that's the question. Come. How is it now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How's it now that you've come back? Yeah. It's been, I mean, again, God worked in amazing ways. Like he provided in every way and more. I mean, he found a roommate to take my spot in Colorado and take my lease. Um, I found a place to live here with one of my best friends from high school in Carmel. I got a job. This was all before I even got officially back. Mm. Like I was taking job interviews, you know, in Colorado for jobs in Indiana. <laughs> like I, you know, I, I was working on a plan to get back mm. and, you know, and so, yeah, I get back and now we both live in Carmel. So we went from a thousand miles away to about three miles away. Um, and it's just been great. Like it is a, it's just kind of a fairy tale. Like, I know it sounds really cheesy, but like, it's just like the story that we have is just bizarre and how it all worked out. And we are just better than ever growing every day. You know, we're newly engaged. Um, and we're just enjoying the season. We booked a venue already. Dude, we're moving fast. Dude, yeah, That's you're way I'm... ahead of me. We we yeah, have yeah. been engaged what a couple months now. What is it April? Yeah, four months now. We don't even have a venue yet. So yeah, you're already winning yeah. and you've been engaged how long? So yeah, like two and a half weeks. So <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we got a photographer, we got a Jeez. venue, we, we got dude, we are rolling. So I love it. Uh we just we're excited. Um, and it's been fun and work has been great. Um yeah, but me and Haley have, I mean, it's just, there's never a dull moment like it. Good. It's like, everyone says the honeymoon phase will, will wear no. off and all that. But like, I think that's kind of BS. So anyone listening out there, don't, don't listen to that. Mm. There's no such thing as a honeymoon phase. I think if you're in love, you're always going to be mm. that excited to be, to, to see each other. I mean, that's how it should be in my eyes. Like yeah. there shouldn't be a phase of, oh, I'm happy just because it's, it's new. Like, no, you should your whole life you should want to be with your yeah. with your spouse and be excited and be happy and so yeah i mean that's how that's how we are i mean we're, yeah i don't know i just feel like that the honeymoon phase will end only if you let it end only if it's even a possibility in your mind right yeah. like if it's not even on the table and if you wake up every day choosing that person then regardless of what life throws at you you're gonna always come back and work through whatever that is and grow stronger through that. Um, yeah. So I'm so happy to hear that. So I got two more things to kind of, before we wrap this thing up, and I'm so grateful, yeah. first of all, that you're even willing to come on here, take your time. I know it's been a crazy day. Um, I want to hear a little bit more about, and you can combine these two. So like your journey with, with faith through this, and then you've kind of intertwined it, but just your journey of faith in your life um, and how that's become so central. And then wrapping it up with some principles that, you know, for anybody who's listening and the audience is, you know, 15 years or 16 years old to, I got, you know, adults listening as well, right? Principles that you've learned in your life that, you know, you think would be really important that they know. What are things that have like that you've learned because you've went through stuff, you've moved thousands of miles away and back and all that stuff. Yeah, like yeah. what are things that are now foundational in your life? So feel free to combine the two. Don't, it really doesn't matter to me. Yeah, those are great questions. Um, I mean, I would say like my faith journey, 
I mean, is ultimately who I am. Like that, that is my identity. Like I said, I was a chameleon and now I know who I am. I'm a son of God. Like I'm, that's who I am. I'm confident in that. And so with that being said, um, you know, it's been hard. It's been a roller coaster out in Colorado. I woke up every day basically saying, why God, like, why mm-hmm. me? Like, um, and so I think through all of that and kind of combining again, your second question about principle is like, um, you just, it's okay to rest. Like it is okay to be with your creator and not please everybody around you Mm -hmm. and take time and take time to just focus on your relationship with Christ. And I think that is one of the most important things I learned through this process was like, I don't have to do a vocational ministry to grow closer. I don't have to lead youth at Trader's Point to grow closer to God. I don't have to go to church three days a week to grow closer to God. Like, no, he just wants me. He just wants my time. And when I'm so spread thin, like he doesn't get that. And so he is literally, I can't express this enough. He is just the way it worked for me moving to Colorado to Haley to coming back. It just all worked out. And I'm always one to be like, it always works out. Like oh, it always works out. Like there's never a time in my life. It hasn't, even when I think it hasn't God, it just works out because it's his plan, not mine. So like that is one of the principles I would say to the listeners is like, when you're going through the storm, like you're always on God's a plan. Like you're always, you can't juke out God. Like (laughs) you, you, he has a plan for you and he's just, it's already set, but he's just preparing you through the process. So you might, you know, be asking for a, B and C and he's going to give you a, B and C, but it's going to be in ways that you might not expect or want. And so I think for me, a lot of people were like, that's bad timing when you met Haley. I'm like, that's, per- it was perfect timing. Like, I think that was perfect. God's timing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was what he wanted. He wanted to grow me. I don't think Haley would want to be with the person I was a month before I left. Like, yeah, that, that's the thing. So, um, yeah. so I, I would just say, just, you know, as cliche as it sounds, just trust the process. Um, yeah. Just spend time with the creator. You know, you know, you know, we're saved by faith and save, you know, by faith alone. And um, it's not about what you do. And so just take that um, how you want it and, and just enjoy the season you're in, you know? Yeah. I really loved that, you know, the grow where you're planted and how that ties into that too, because I mean, you're a hundred percent right about, you know, with, Oh, bad timing. Because at the moment, I'm sure you you didn't disagree with them. Because I, no. when you first hear that story, you're like, yeah, that's really crappy timing. But yeah, yeah. you know, your relationship was strengthened so much from those time from that time away. Excuse me. Um, and normally, when I have a plan and I'm like, this is going to work, and I'm going to get from A to B, and God throws like His plan is different than that. At first, I'm I'm super resistant. At the end, I'm like, wow, I grew so much more than I even know, even thought was yeah. possible. And you look back and you have gratitude. So I love bringing that back in because, you know, taking time to rest, you know, I, that's become a huge part of my life is just do I take time in my day and get out of this rat race that I'm in 
to just mm. be and sit mm. and yeah. appreciate just like look outside you know i mean it's storming but then like today right but then yeah. like the birds are out now and like i swear swear that when the birds chirp i'm like god is good all of a sudden yeah. right like yeah. the winter is done and the birds are back and i'm like it's so good so um i really appreciate yeah. you man um coming on here it's just so real and you're just like like i always when i made this podcast i was like you know real unfiltered conversations and that was like my tagline um because that's what i thought that i really brought but you are just like just so genuine and i really appreciate that that i can get on here we don't prep anything i just have a few questions and you're just your true self so um I'm really excited to see where your life goes, to see where your relationship yeah. goes. We'll have you back on in a bit. Once you've done some more crazy things that we can talk about. Who um, knows what? Yeah. I'll be yeah. excited. But thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Wake Up with Walbrick podcast. To stay up to date for all future episodes, subscribe to us at Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts to follow us on Instagram, or check out our website at wakeupwithwalbrick.com. See y'all next week.